0: On today's podcast, we're digging deep into the Instagram community and interviewing Dustin Winfield from Aztec Carpentry. Welcome back, everyone, to the third episode of the Ultimate Deck Podcast. I'm Shane Chapman, and thank you for tuning in to the first two episodes, which have done quite well. We've been getting some great feedback, so we're excited to continue on down the path with this podcast. Today, we're taking a different approach. We're going to do an interview with none other than Dustin Winfield from Aztec Carpentry, now known or in the middle of being transitioned to Aztec Decks. And if you don't know who that is, Follow Instagram. Instagram has a very large community of deck builders, deck contractors, deck retailers, etc. Quite a tight knit group, and there's lots of learning and whatnot that happens out there. And Dustin is one of the, I would say, up and comers. Kind of, a, he's probably beyond up and comer. He's a bit of a mainstay now on Instagram. Posts lots, lots of stories, lots of very informative posts. A great follow. So if you have a chance, follow Dustin on Instagram at Aztec underscore carpentry and give him a follow. He's worth a follow. December 11th, Dustin and I sat down and talked about his business and his journey to where he is today. Okay, Dustin, welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Really excited to have you on here. I think this is going to be a very interesting conversation. So how are you doing today? I'm great, Shane. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here.
1: Um, I've listened to the first two episodes. They were fantastic. So I'm really happy to be on, on your show.
0: Awesome. Well, you've got a lot of pressure on you now because we're trying to make each episode better. So you've got to be better than the first two. The bonus is on you now. Well, yeah, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to jump right into it, Dustin. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. We're going to jump right into it. And uh, let's hear a little bit more about you. Where are you from? Uh, I know you're from the Oshawa area. Tell, Tell me a little bit about Oshawa, the area you're from, kind of the markets you serve and a little bit about your personal family life.
1: Yeah, okay. So I'm not originally from Oshawa, uh, which is in Durham region. I'm from uh city of Kawartha Lakes. So I was born in Lindsay, which is about 45 minutes north of here. And I kind of grew up half in Lindsay and half up near Balsam Lake, just really in the middle of nowhere out in the country. It's kind of boring. Um, so yeah, I, I went to school in Lindsay growing up. And um, so I have two older sisters. Uh, I'm 33 years old, I think. Yeah, 33. And uh yeah, so that's uh where I'm from. Uh so I moved to Oshawa uh after I got married with my wife. We lived in Toronto for a little bit and then we bought our house in Oshawa and we've been here for
0: six years, I believe. So that's where we are now. Awesome. And so that's what your family history. How did you get into the trades? Were you always a carpenter or did you have a background before no. you got into it? No, it's kind of funny. I I uh,
1: you know, in high school, everyone questions what they're going to do. There's kind of a panic when you get towards the end of high school, you got to do something right. And I had no idea. So I'm kind of a bigger guy. I thought, why don't I just be a police officer? Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, you know, I just thought it would be an interesting job choice. And uh, so before I did that, I graduated high school when I was only 17 years old. I have a late birthday in November. So I was only 17. I knew I was going to go take the Police Foundation's course. Uh, Really, it was just something to do. And um, before that, I took the summer off. I didn't want to go to college right away when I was 17 because I was going to be living on campus. And it just seemed weird. So I took the summer and I framed with my friend, a good friend of mine, whose stepfather was a framer. And he had his company. So I framed for that summer for the first time with them. And it was great. You know, I enjoyed working outdoors. Um, but to be honest, I knew nothing about carpentry and nothing about framing. So I was so green that the whole summer I was just trying not to kill myself, basically, you know, <laughs> I barely even they barely even let me touch the nail gun. For, when I got to use it for the first time, it was kind of scary as it is for most people, I think, for the first time if they're not from the trades growing up. So, uh, I didn't get into framing till after high school. And then I did go to police foundations in Peterborough for two years, uh, two year course. And then, you know, I still wasn't really inspired to be a cop at the end of that. So I took an additional year of business marketing and that didn't sit well with me. So I went back to framing. I went back and joined my friend and a stepdad again for another three years actually. And, uh,
0: that's that. <laughs> So yeah, I, don't, I have no idea why, and I've never thought and looked at you and thought, this guy looks like a police officer before, but now that you say that, <laughs> I could totally see you being a police officer. I've only met you for what, like like an hour one time, but yeah. for some reason that makes a lot of sense, you know.
1: Well, I don't know. When so, I uh, think about myself, I, I think there's no possible way I could be a police officer because uh, I don't know how I appear, but I'm very laid back and I don't really want to be bothered, you know, with
0: all the, the hardships that go along with being a police officer. It's certainly, I would think would be an interesting career path. That's for sure. So you got into, you started your company Aztec Carpentry. How long ago was that? Would you say? So as far as building
1: seasons go, like deck seasons, I've been four years full time on my own, but I did start my business, uh, before that probably a year, an additional year earlier than that. Um, so I did go to work for another framer, um, uh, in Toronto that I worked for him for three years. And towards the end of that three years, I started my business just part-time. I knew that someday I was going to have my own business. And I thought, well, you know what? I better, I might as well just start now. I've, I have several years of framing experience. I'll start accumulating some tools. Uh, I started advertising on Kijiji. Uh, I don't know if our American friends know what that is. It's, it's basically the Canadian Craigslist. So you can post free ads on there and I just advertise like uh, basement framing and, uh, cause obviously on evenings and weekends, I can't frame a house and I don't have a crew. So I just focused on things that I could do, you know, in a weekend or two. Uh, so yeah, basement framing, I advertised decks. I didn't really get many decks right away. Um, so yeah. So I'm curious, do you still advertise on Kijiji? Yeah. You know what? It was pretty good for starting out. Uh, Kijiji, there's a lot of price shoppers on there, obviously a lot of tire kickers. Uh, so, but you know what? For a guy just starting out part time, it's free. You can't really go wrong. Yeah. You got to weed some people out, but I got some actually really good jobs off of there.
0: You know, I, I found your, our stories are fairly similar. I kind of started as a hobby, got into it, uh, I, that's how I got my first jobs too. Is I went to the classified ad site, like a G G. You know, we've got uh, used Regina here. I think there's a used insert city name pretty much everywhere, at least in Western Canada. And but that's what I found is that it was it was great to get in and try to find jobs because that's where people were looking for handyman work. But man, did I ever find like you said tire kickers there. And so yeah, <laughs> eventually, yeah. I, I realized that that's not the best place to be looking for work unless you're desperate.
1: Yeah, that's right. So it was good for a start, but quickly uh, I phased out of that. Um, that was actually a really interesting point in my business when I stopped posting on Kijiji because I had built enough referrals that I was getting enough work coming in to keep me busy full time. And when I, I looked back and I realized, wow, I haven't posted on Kijiji for quite a while. This is awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've taken the, the next step when you can stop posting on classified ad site like that. Yeah. So. You seem to be kind of gearing more towards decks now. That wasn't always the case, I assume. What is it about decks specifically that you really enjoy that you're wanting to kind of kind of move to that a little bit more specifically? Well, deck, decks have always kind of been on the forefront of my
1: my business goals, uh, of things to build. Um, when I started out, obviously, I was doing a broad range of carpentry projects, but decks was always in the front of my mind of what I wanted to do. Um obviously I have several years of framing. So there's framing and decks. Uh, You don't have to build an entire house. You can just, it's basically framing a floor structure and some steps, which is, you know, it's enough framing to keep me satisfied for that. Um, There's just so much that goes into decks that a lot of people don't really think about. Obviously there's creativity. Uh, You have to design the thing. It's not always just, you know, a square. Um, There's a lot of problem solving that goes along. I think if, if humans, if we had to live our whole lives and not solve any problems, we would just drop dead from boredom. So working outdoors (laughs) with tools.
0: (laughs) I completely agree with that, man. You got, you got to have some sort of satisfaction at the end of the day. Yeah. We got to test ourselves a little bit.
1: So there's always problems to solve. Um, there's a lot of artistry that goes along with decks. There's the artistic side of it. Um, we're not just uh, robots nailing wood together. There's, uh, you know, there's always an artistic flair, and and you can really see this on Instagram these days. the 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 stuff these guys are building is just incredible,
0: so artistic. Um, Certainly nowadays, right? It's really, it's really kind of taken on its own life with people trying to add some flair to their projects. Now it used because it used to be just banging a few nails into some wood and building a square. That used to be what a deck was, right? Yep. Thankfully, to, you know, the HGTV shows and just the fact that people are looking outside and being like, hey, let's spend some more time outside. People are starting to want to spend more money out there and they don't want the same deck that their neighbor has. So it's really an opportunity for guys like yourself to make it more fun, not only for the homeowner, for the customer, but for yourself. Now you get to add that. Like you said, the challenge is part of the fun of it. So, yeah. And uh Yeah.
1: And the great thing about social media and the internet these days is we're connected with people all over the world, deck builders from, you know, literally all over the world. So maybe back in the day, a deck builder might compare himself to another deck builder in the same town. Uh, but now we compare our decks to decks from all over the world and the best decks from all over the world. So it really inspires us to be innovative and strive to reach that
0: next level, which is just great. Um, completely agree so you you mentioned before that you don't have a crew and i and that was one of the questions i wanted to ask you is that you've as far as i can tell from your and if anybody wants to follow dustin on instagram currently your name is aztec carpentry is there an underscore in there there is yeah between the two words yeah aztec underscore carpentry uh so it, it seems to be you by yourself quite a bit on there. Are you, is that intentional? Are you wanting to work solely by yourself? Is it, a, or is it a more of a matter that you can't find good, reliable people to work with you? Well, yes and no. It just
1: started that way out of uh, necessity. Like I said, I started part-time. I didn't have a crew. I didn't have enough work coming in to be able to sustain a crew. Um, so what, what I did is I just busted my ass. I worked so hard and I, I've i been banging out these decks ever since. Um so it's never really come down to I need employees. Um, th- these four years I've been building, but you know what? I'm I'm starting to really see the need, and and I'm not I'm not blind to the the fact that a good business does need good employees to to survive. Um, I know it's coming. I, you know, I feel it uh, when we get a deck package dropped in the driveway and I carry it into the backyard. You know, it, it really takes a toll on your body. This wet pressure treated wood, man. It's not light. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are the moments where you're like, boy, I could really use an extra hand. Yeah, right so,
1: <laughs> that's right. And it's interesting. Last year, 2017, I actually did hire my very first employee. Uh, strictly as kind of a laborer, he uh, just you know he went to Durham College and took the carpentry one year course. But the problem with that course is they teach them—I'll say teach lightly—they teach them all aspects of carpentry and they only touch on each aspect for a day, and it's limited hands-on experience. So by the end of the one year, they haven't retained anything because there is no repetition. So he was basically green and for a laborer, it, it worked out, but, um, I didn't, another, another aspect of deck building in any business for that matter is you have to have your pricing, right? So in order to account for the increased, uh, cost of doing business with the labor expenses, I did increase, increase my prices a bit, but it wasn't quite enough. So, you know, despite having a great year, it wasn't where I wanted it to be. So I looked back at previous years and I thought, well, you know what? i kicked butt those years solo let's try it again so this year 2018 i did go solo again and i had an incredible year but it took a toll on me physically so
0: (laughs) you know it for sure adds another element when you need to start accounting for employees uh, in your pricing structure because working by yourself which i also did for quite some time uh if you make a little bit less money it's not that big of a deal on a job you know, you don't end up losing money. You just personally take home less money. <laughs> so but when you start adding employees into the mix, and then all the costs that come with having the employees on the WCB side and your insurance and your the holiday pay and everything else, like there's a lot of things that you need to be mindful of when you start pricing. It just changes the game a little bit On the pricing side, for sure. Yeah, that's true. And, you know,
1: we hear of a lot of contractors uh, not doing it the proper way. When they hire employees, they bring them on as subcontractors, which isn't legally the correct way to do it. And they rely on the employee then to do all their deductions themselves. And uh, the poor employees, they might not even realize that this is happening. They may just agree to whatever just to get the job. And then at the end of the year, they realize that now they have to pay all these deductions. And they thought they were making a higher hourly wage. not the case because now they're screwed with deductions so yeah when i hired my employee for the first time and what i hope most deck builders do is yeah uh cover them with wsib you have to pay the fees um do the proper deductions for them hire them as a legal employee which you should there's it's not just the straight up hourly wage there's there's a lot of other uh money that you end up having to pay
0: that's right Yeah. So with all the help comes a lot of complications as well. But
1: Yeah, that's true. There's a point Uh, I like, uh, stay
0: small, keep it all. And that's what I've been doing. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's certainly one way to go about it for sure. So Dustin, you're currently, at least on Instagram, uh, you've gone through a bit of a rebrand lately, I would call it. So your name or your logo previously was just Aztec Carpentry, and now you've changed it. You've got yourself a fancy new logo that just says Aztec decks i assume that this is going to filter through your entire business you're going to start operating under aztec decks as well and and start specializing just on decks is that correct that is true
1: yeah so i uh just kind of been testing the waters i've been thinking about it and this is something that i think has just naturally been happening over the last four years because i've already kind of been focusing on decks anyway so it's time that i brand myself as such uh you know a specialized deck builder so yeah i got this big new flashy uh logo made uh I put it on Instagram. the uh, The response has been great, uh, except one one jackass thought it might be a little too busy. I don't know who that guy was. <laughs> I cannot imagine somebody saying that. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's it's uh, yeah. There's a lot in the logo, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make it nice and big on the van. I drive around this big giant white billboard of a van. I got the the Ford Transit high roof extended length. It's the biggest model they have. And I got nothing on it right now, so I'm gonna plaster this giant logo on the side of it, get all my information on there. Uh, but yeah, so that I really do want to just specialize in decks. It's it's been a long time coming, and it's time that my brand and business name reflects that.
0: Yeah, I think yeah <laughs> that that blank wall of a canvas that you drive around mm-hmm. is I think is probably one of the best dollars to spend on marketing, in my opinion. And not especially when you got a nice, big, flashy new logo that you can kind of portray and it's eye-catching and whatnot. That's It's a no-brainer to do that for sure. So was this a hard decision for you to make? Did you have fears about, oh no, if I decide to, if I call myself just a deck builder, am I going to lose other jobs? Or do you, did you finally come to peace, come to terms with the fact that you don't really want to do the other jobs anyway, and there's enough work out there in the decks to do was it a hard decision to make?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely enough decks out there that I could just stay, uh, always on decks. Um, our area is booming. We're, we're East of Toronto, and uh, Oshawa, uh, the whole, all the towns in this string along, along, uh, Lake Ontario are booming. Uh, Curtis Bowmanville's expanding rapidly. Oshawa's expanding North, uh, Brooklyn everywhere. is just honestly like a hundred more deck builders could just set up shop here. And I wouldn't even notice because there's just so much work, thousands of houses being built. Now I'm not saying I want more competition. So if you guys are listening to this, don't, don't be setting up shop, you know, <laughs> you got me thinking maybe I should move down the highway here or something. <laughs> um, but no, it was honestly, I, it, it's been coming for a long time. Like I said, I've been focusing on decks for four years now that I've been in business. And I just thought, you know what? It's time. It's time. It, it was. It just kind of rolled off my tongue. You know what? Let's do it right now. So, uh, I'm taking some time. It feels, out. feels good. Oh yeah, it? it feels great. Um, it's. It's kind of like my purpose has been fully realized. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, people go through yep, life not knowing what they want to do. They go to crappy jobs that they hate. They work for a boss they despise. But um, I wake up in the morning. And I
0: am so happy to just build decks. You know, it's, it's great. So are you planning to, I know you are in Southern Ontario or yeah, it's called, it, still still called Southern Ontario. So your, your winters aren't as harsh as they are here, but you still get some nasty weather out there in the middle of winter. Is your intention now to build decks all year round? Are you still going to take some of those inside frame jobs from time to time in the yeah winter. you
1: know what i think i'm still gonna always have to uh take some indoor work in the winter um i don't think there's any getting away is that from because that because you're soft um, or- it, people, people sorry what i said is that because you're soft no no hey man for uh six or seven years we framed uh houses all winter long you know minus 30 degree centigrade days would be out there framing the No, no softness here. (laughs) Just, uh,
0: you know, that's what I tell people here too. Some people ask, especially not from, you know what, even from here, uh, I used to get questions like, you guys don't seriously build in the winter, do you? And it's like, well, yeah, if we, like, if we have to, if there's a job that goes in the winter, fine, we'll do it. And they're like, well, that's crazy. Why would you ever do that? And it's like, well, drive around town. Every framing crew that frames houses does it all year round. They don't take days off, right? Like they're out there when they've got snot icicles hanging off their beard. Like once you get, once you if you commit to the proper dress and you just get used to being outside when it's cold, it's not really that big of a deal. Aside from fighting your tools and getting them, to yeah, exactly. Work properly, we get used to our environments. Yeah, uh, houses got to get built. Exactly. You know, yeah. people need a place to live. That's right. Um, yeah, that's right. So you mentioned uh, you don't want a hundred deck builders popping up, but I'm sure you've got some competition out in your market right now. You know, it seems that especially the truck and the trucks will kind of follow where the work goes. So if your area is booming right now, I'm assuming you've got a lot of guys that are just, uh, uh, what do you, truck and yeah, the truck is the best way. I've, I think that came from Mark from Wolf, used that conversation or that uh, term quite a bit for those guys. There's going to be a lot of those guys popping around. Do you have a lot of other legitimate competition and how do you set yourself apart in your market? Yeah.
1: So, you know, I, I always see uh, a lot of guys driving around in their beat up pickup trucks and, you know, they could possibly just be working for beer money. So, uh, (laughs) I, I tend to price myself out of their, their area of, uh, you know, clients, um, there's price based clients and value based clients. And I'm trying to sell myself to the value based clients. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's definitely competition around if you want to call it that there's a lot of deck builders I may go to Whitby or, or Curtis, go to the Home Depot to pick something up, and I'll see four or five other deck builders there that I've never even heard of before. So there's lots of guys around, but I don't know that I'm actually in direct competition with them. To be honest, out of all the decks I've built, I'm only really aware of two or three times when I actually quoted against another deck builder. Um, most, well, I would say at least half of my jobs come from referrals. And I'm likely not even quoting against other companies in that situation. I, you know, if, if they, they, they get the referral, they call me up, I quote the job. They like me. I, I usually get the job. So it works out well in that regard. Um, to set myself apart, I think it's, uh, I'm really attentive to detail. I won't call myself a perfectionist because it's tough to be a perfectionist when you build with, uh, you know, wood. Um, but I have a very high attention to detail. And another good thing I, I do a lot is I am very cl- I work clean. So I've driven around neighborhoods before and I've seen deck and fence builders. They'll get their lumber package just dropped in the driveway and they'll bust it open. It'll kind of get strewn about and that's where they'll leave it. And they'll work off of it like that. And I don't see you know, how anyone could possibly do that. So the moment, the very moment that my lumber package gets dropped in the customer's driveway, I immediately carry it all into the backyard and put it up on sawhorses off the grass. It's elevated, so it's not killing the grass. Because, uh, you know, a sheet of plywood on the grass can kill it within a day. Uh, Only takes, yeah. yeah, exactly,
0: a day or two and it's yeah, tough. Ask me how I know. <laughs> 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 We've all learned that lesson that's at right, some point. Right. <laughs> right.
1: So I work clean. At the end of every day, I pick up everything. I straighten the piles of lumber and I leave it looking, you know, just pristine. So I think that really goes a long way.
0: It for sure goes a long way. I know when I, that was actually, what what you just described was what was behind the naming of my first company, Freshdex, was a fresh take on construction workers, right? A fresh look, because I, back In my early days, when I was working with other guys, uh, or before I was formally doing this as a as a job, the thing that drove me nuts was guys that would come into the backyard and flick their cigarette butts over the lawn. I hated that. I hated it. It was like the it was like if that was my lawn, if this is my house and construction workers were working in my yard, I would not want my yard littered with cigarette butts at the end of the day. So that was like one of my big pet peeves, and just the like the swearing if the windows open, there's kids home, and just like acting like a general jackass for the most part, right? And so when I decided to like formally do this and start a business, I was like, I need something that implies that we're going to be a breath of fresh air. And, you know, guys are going to show up with respect and on time and and keep things clean. And at the end of the day, you put all your garbage away. And so I think, and it, you know what, I got a ton of compliments on every job site that I did that with. It was like, on my reviews, even online, that would be one of the things that people would say, like, the workmanship's great. workmanship is great. Shane's great. But like, what really caught us off guard and we appreciated was the fact that at the end of every day they cleaned up the yard so my dogs weren't walking all over stuff or my kids weren't out playing with you know slivered up chunks of wood and all this stuff so that goes a long way i think yeah
1: definitely and uh, but i will say the good thing about those uh rough and tough guys is they make us look really good
0: (laughs) that's right they make it easy you don't even have to try that hard to
1: look yeah all the time i'm quoting decks, and the, the customer will say to me you know what if, if they did get other quotes, they'll say, you're the only person that called me back. You're the only person that came to talk to me about the deck. So I'm hiring you. Yep. So these guys are just making it easy yep. for us.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's true. true. And it's like I said, it's it's a bunch of little things. It's the fact that you do clean up your, after yourself. It's a fact that you do call them. It's a, the fact that you do show up and the fact that you're on time. It's not, you can't win every job with one, you know, one thing that you do great it's got to be a whole bunch of little things that you do well and then it comes back to your your point of your attention to detail sounds like you carry that through from the first time the customer calls to the time you walk off the job site and everything in between so I think that's probably your uh, your biggest competitive advantage is that attention to detail and, the, and like there's just the empathy of knowing how you are putting the customer into a like you're interrupting their life essentially, right? Maybe less so when you're working on a deck in the backyard, but you're in their way, you're in their space, etc. So it's just good to be mindful that little attention to detail and some manners and cleaning up after yourself goes a long way. Absolutely. Uh, so Dustin, you mentioned, and I've, I think I probably mentioned this on just what every show, because I'm aware of who's listening to this and where we're promoting it, but the Instagram community uh, you've been quite a big part of. You're fairly active on there. You're active on the Instagram stories, which is kind of a big thing. What do you get out of that Instagram community, both from a like, what, why do you post so much information on there? And what do you get back from the people that you follow? Well, I'm fairly new in the
1: grand scheme of things to Instagram. I was only introduced to it uh, about two years ago by a fellow tradesman, another local guy, a drywaller actually. And uh, I got on there right away. He said there was a big group of tradespeople, and I had to check it out. So I immediately created my account and I was blown away. I just couldn't believe the the people that were on there sharing everything you know, I mean, there's not really big secrets anymore when it comes to building and people are happy to share literally the smallest detail of what they're doing, which is just incredible. Um, so yeah, somehow I've amassed a large group of followers. Maybe some of those are Russian bots. I don't know. But, uh, you know, if only I was joke. if only we could turn followers into dollars, right? <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yeah. Let yeah, me know if you figure that not out. Likely, um, one great thing is I never actually thought I would get work from Instagram, but I'm, I'm pleased to say that I've got at least three or four jobs directly from Instagram, which is quite awesome. So it has actually paid off, uh, so to speak. Um, yeah. So, you know, some of the best deck builders in the world are on Instagram and and they'll talk to you. They're not stuck up guys. They're, they're builders like us. And, you know, if you, if you're curious how they did something or you have a question for them, just, shoot them a message and they reply quickly. And it's, it's incredible. So I'm, I, I like sharing maybe someday I would like to teach. Um, um, so I like the, the story feature on Instagram cause you know, if you're building something and you realize, you know what, this is kind of cool. You just whip out your phone and uh, record a story about it and chat about it for a minute. And, uh, you know, potentially thousands of people are going to see that and comment back to you on it. And so
0: it's, yeah, it's just incredible. It really is. Yeah, I think that was a value I always got out of it too, and still get out of it. I don't know that it, that I can, there was for sure a handful of jobs that did come from Instagram, like you mentioned. There was the odd one where somebody would, Hey, I followed you on Instagram. Yeah. I want to work with you. And to your point back about the referrals, where if somebody refers you, you you've almost got the job. All you have to do is not screw it up. Now, I felt the same way about Instagram. If somebody was following you and they've reached out to you because they've been following you on Instagram, they know more about you now than, they could ever figure out about you in the in the half hour or hour that you're going to spend at their house on that initial yeah, consult, that's a good point. Right? So it really, they know you before they know you. And so that helps too. If they're calling you because they've followed you on Instagram, they've followed you for a year. That's true. <laughs> they, they have a pretty good rapport with you already, even though it's been that's one That's true. It's like having a permanent uh, vlog uh, all about your building
1: career and it's all there for anyone to access as long as you have a public account. You know, I, I kind of look suspiciously at people with right. private accounts. I, I won't follow them back. <laughs> Guys, if you have yeah. private accounts, yeah. open it up. Let us see what's going on in there. You know, we, I'm sure you guys. That's right. Have to You're share. Being
0: shunned by Dustin right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I agree with you though. That community of uh, deck builders, like every trade has has a big community on there. Every niche of anything has a big community on there. But that's what I fell in love with right away was the fact that, like, before we got into the retail side of the business, we, you know, I'd go into a. My local lumberyard at the time, and if there was another deck builder that was in there, man, it was like you just kind of went to the other side of the room. You did your thing. Uh, and You yeah. looked at you know what I mean. Like there wasn't any rapport there. You weren't learning and helping each other because you're competing against yeah. each other. But Instagram opened up this whole new communication tool where there was just there was none of that. Not animosity, but there was nothing to get your back up against the wall. Nobody was going to take your business. You could just share with each other, and that's exactly what happened. And then you start rolling it into the real world where people are showing up at deck expo and learning from each other and sharing the tips, like you said, pretty much anybody on there, if you shoot them a DM, they're willing to walk you through and help things. And in my mind, if you can, if you can learn from somebody else's mistakes and not have to pay the cost of making them yourself, why wouldn't you? And just, you you just need to understand that it goes both ways, right? If somebody shoots you a message, you've got to be open and kind of pay it back as well. But that's, that's probably the, the most tangible benefit of that community is, the ability just to learn and share and not necessarily building techniques but like marketing your business or how to deal with certain situations or how to deal with certain customers like it's huge yeah um you know
1: what i i learned a great quote and i learned it in a very odd place uh when i was a teenager i thought i would try my hand at online poker so i was reading poker books well it didn't pan out i'm still just here building stuff but um in the book it said if you want to get action you have to give action and that stuck with me it, it's ingrained in my head so I, I use that on instagram like i you know i realize i realize that why why should other people want to share information with me if i don't share back so so i I'm, I'm very willing to share and people message me with questions and i answer and i message other people with questions like you i've picked your brain quite a few times <laughs> so
0: thank you sir for the information <laughs> <laughs> no problem you know what? that's what helped my account to to really gain the traction that it got is because i i i felt a little bit about that i don't know how long i've been on there probably three years now or two three years and that was something i um loved about it right away I was learning and so i right away just went in with an open book and was like hey if somebody asked me a question i'm i'm all in and then i started making my posts more about like that i wouldn't just be posting my final final product i would be posting the steps along the way that i that that helped me get there and i started to notice that those were the posts that people really engaged with that's where people started like liking and commenting and asking questions and it was like well people really want to know how to do something not just see the finished product so and that's become quite a a common uh theme now on instagram i think a lot of people are doing that and it's even just just bringing more value to to the community um so you are rebranding you've got a new logo you've got a van that you're going to Fairly new, Van. You've only had that for about a year or so, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. I, think. I got it last fall. Recently yep. did that? Yeah, so a lot of changes in your world. And so we're coming to the end of 2018. The decking season is just about over. What does 2019 have in store for Aztec decks? Well,
1: uh, as you may have seen on Instagram, I built uh, quite a few more composite decks. Or sorry, the Americans call it composite composite decks. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I learned that down in Baltimore. Composite <laughs> Uh, a lot bet. more com- composite and PVC decks than I had prior to this year. Um, I, I built a couple in the years past, but it, it, it's it was the majority uh, brown pressure treated decks that micro pro sienna lumber.
0: Yeah, yep. So, th- so I'm going to interrupt you here, and maybe I asked this question a bit prematurely. But since you're talking about it, what it, I because I noticed you did a lot of wood projects prior, a lot of beautiful wood projects, and you're kind of more you're starting to get into those composite composite pvc jobs what's your preference and what do you like what do you like about the different materials well um absolutely i really see the benefits and enjoy building
1: the composite decks and pvc decks more um if not just for the quality of the the material it's really disheartening uh, after building a really nice wood deck to go back later and see the deck boards cracked and the railing posts uh, twisted and cracked you know checked because those those posts are heart lumber and uh when they dry out and bake in the hot summer sun, man, they just crack apart. So it's really disheartening to see that. You know, so the frame of the deck is still pressure treated lumber, but capping it with uh, some nice, really nice decking, especially one that comes with, you know, a 25 or 30 year warranty. You know, it's going to look like that for 25 or 30 years. You don't have to worry about what happens with wood. So I'm really looking forward to selling uh, more composite decks i really enjoy that um oh i'm kind of getting off topic we jump back to why wood decks um it honestly just started out that way uh my my uh business is going through this natural progression i think so i first started part-time framing basements whatnot then i got on the decks i built a ton of wood decks and now i think just naturally i'm progressing into the composite decks um I think it's probably in part to the fact that I've gotten super duper efficient. I've built a ton of them. Customers are very comfortable with me, uh, and now the higher end clients per se with the the higher budgets
0: are looking my way. So that's right. I think you said you said before about how when you brought on an employee when you started do, getting a bit more serious about it, you started to raise your prices, and I think that just naturally is going to bring you some of those. 'Cause it's no surprise to anybody that composite and P V C decks cost more than wood decks. And so people are less likely to hire Chuck in a truck when they're having to spend a lot more money on their material side. They rely have somebody who knows what they're doing. So I think that's probably no coincidence that you're starting to get more calls now for PVC and, and um uh, composite now that you've raised your prices and yeah, kind of branded yourself a certain way.
1: Yeah, so twenty nineteen, uh I'm I'm really like I was saying earlier, I see the need to start a crew. Uh, I only ever hired the one employee. Uh, to find him, I interviewed maybe about 15 guys and hired the one. And I did have to let him go at the end of the season. It didn't work out. But I hear about other local guys go through 20 or 30 guys in a season. Like that just blows my mind. I think we're all aware that the the workforce isn't what it used to be. You know, Young people don't want to work outside, don't want to do construction. Uh, you know, They'd rather flip burgers at McDonald's than get their hands dirty. So uh, it may be tough hiring, tough go, but I'm going to definitely start a crew, uh, get at least a laborer, but preferably I would hire a carpenter that I can train and develop into a lead carpenter and then hire an additional laborer beyond that, Mm -hmm. have a crew of three maybe. Um, Definitely work more with the composites, uh, get into those uh, fancier decks. I don't think, I, I don't really foresee that I'll get into doing any curved decks next year. I don't think I'm quite to that point yet. I need to get a lot more composite decks under my belt before I go there. But uh, it's always in my mind. I'm watching all you guys do these fancy decks on Instagram. And it's only a matter of time. I'll say that. I definitely know someday I'll be doing that caliber of work. I just need to uh, develop my skills a bit more, uh, get more experience under my belt with the composites. And uh, I'll be there soon.
0: Yeah, those curved projects definitely allow you to set yourself apart, but obviously not everybody's calling for that. That's a that's a that's a here and there kind of thing that that'll come up, and if uh, if a customer asks for it, I mean, I would say in your case, if you get a customer, like if you can find a way to pay for that kit before you have to buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Book a job that requires it first, you know, make the money then and, and justify the cost because those kits aren't cheap, right? That's an investment and you got to make sure you're going to use it. So yeah, it definitely. Is becoming yeah, price more those kits sure. out.
1: I know you sell them on your website, Ultimate Deck Shop. And, uh, you know, if you do a lot of curved decks, it's an obvious investment you got to make,
0: but uh, I'm just not there yet. Yeah. And until you get people starting to ask for them or, you know, it's debatable whether it's worth trying to push it on people and try to <laughs> put it in the conversation if they're not already asking about it because it is more work yeah it's more work it costs more money there's more chance of failures like it's a commitment for sure um i had 10 questions i think we've touched on them all uh however prior to this you mentioned that you had a few questions for me and we were going to flip the script and you were going to become the interviewer okay let's do it so here's Um, your chance
1: well uh (laughs) we know that you are were or are still a deck builder fresh decks but you own a retail store for the last two years, correct? So, my question Good. is, Three what prompted now, yeah. you to go in the retail direction?
0: Um, so, it wasn't that I was wanting to get away from building and it wasn't that I've always wanted to be on retail, in retail. I don't know that either of those things are true, but I had grown frustrated with the experience as a contractor buying from local lumberyards or box stores, which I never really bought a whole lot from box stores. I had committed to local lumberyards prior to that. Um, but I was still frustrated with the fact that I was wanting to specialize and do new and great and custom things with decks specifically. But there wasn't anywhere in town that I could shop that had that same passion that I had and was willing to kind of want to invest in these new techniques or new products um, like I was. So I found myself going to, you know, my local lumberyard and being like, hey, I saw, you know, I subscribed to whatever Pro Deck Builder Magazine and I saw an ad for this new product, I'd really like to try it out. Can you get it for me? And the answer was always (laughs) no. We don't know what that is. We don't want to like, we don't want to research enough to find out what it is. We don't we just like we don't we can't get that. It's like, okay. Then I go to the next one and come back in and be like, hey, I just found out about this. Can you get this? No, no, just just buy what we have. We've got this, just use this. And it's like, I am trying to do things better and I'm trying to follow the trends and I'm trying to work with better products and nobody's wanting to help me here. And um, I think the I, I've told Fast Masters a few times, we always joke that we started the store because of Cortex plugs because that was one that I think that broke the camel's back for me. I had gone to, I think I had found out about them prior to this, but I had gone to my first deck expo three or four years ago when it was in Chicago. And I was going just for my own personal this is before the store ha- existed or anything just because r- I just personally wanted to go and see all these new products I was hearing about. So I just I made a trip down solo, uh, saw more stuff again and came back and once again was told that people couldn't get the things that I wanted to get. But the Cortex plugs really bugged me because I did manage to talk one of the local M yards into ordering me a box of Cortex plugs for Treks Island Mist. I think it was way back. And they finally agreed to it. Um, I had to pay a bunch of freight on it and uh, they brought one box in and so then the, I was like I was sold immediately on those things and so the next time I went back in there I was like okay I've got another deck I want a box of these plugs wow. and they're like no we can't get them anymore <laughs> I was like but you've already got them for me once why can't I get them I was like listen we don't we don't sell them just use color match screws that's what we have I was like no, I so I pushed them pushed them and they ended up coming up with some excuse about how their trade agreements NAFTA blah 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 they couldn't get them in Canada I was like this is absolutely bonkers like I know they're here and so I was basically telling this exact story to my friend Wade at the time, who was a, a Finnish carpenter, over supper one night. We were out with our wives, and I was venting my frustration. I was like, "Wade, like I'm just I'm at the point where I just want to start my own." And I think at the time it was the idea was an online store where I bring all this stuff in that they're claiming they can't get and sell online because I can't be the only guy in Canada who's wanting this stuff that can't get it right now. And Wade's kind of Wade kind of pushed back. I was like, "Well, why would you do it online? Online, why wouldn't you?" like we should just start an actual store and so we kind of left it at that for a couple of weeks joked around about it and then a couple of weeks later wade called me He's like i think we should actually start this store let's us awesome. do this and so that that was the start of it. it literally it literally was born out of frustration it was not uh and each of us we were kind of looking for a reason to get into business together prior to that we had never really worked together i I'd, I'd done some sub oh, decks and stuff for Wade in the past but awesome uh, so yeah we're completely born out of frustration and knowing that there was an opportunity to do things better and be more helpful than the existing stores and yeah, born out in of Lumber necessity here so essentially yeah and and the nice thing is that we opened the store and we were right <laughs> there's a lot of people who are looking for a place like this that wanted these products and wanted help and wanted knowledge yeah and, and uh so you're we've become you know towards the other
1: side of the country for me and you've already helped me out i couldn't get these uh, trim head color match screws here And so you had them shipped to me from across the country. So thank you very much, sir. You've already, (laughs) you're helping people on from quite far
0: away. Yeah, No no problem. We've, and we've shipped stuff everywhere. We, uh, we've shipped stuff overseas to the UK. We, I think we sent some stuff to Australia. Like somehow people just kind of fall upon our Instagram or our website or something. And so we've done a bit of shipping all over the place, but yeah, uh, that's awesome. Um, it's funny. You mentioned the cortex
1: screws, uh, the, uh, the Azek plug cortex screws for trim. You know how they have new collated ones now. Well, I couldn't locally yes. get the collated ones. The guy couldn't even tell me if they were collated or not. He thought maybe they were, but he wasn't sure. Lo and behold, I got them. No, they were not collated. So I was really frustrated because I really wanted to try those out.
0: So yeah, they're great. Yeah, I just had the, a recent chance to yeah, use them. I can't wait to game try them. Again. I saw them
1: at the the Baltimore Deck Expo, but yet to get my hands really on them for my own projects. Oh, yeah. uh, I also wanted to ask you, um, when you, you had a truck and trailer, right? When you were building decks. Okay. Cause I have this giant correct. cargo van basically, and we actually have a baby coming next month and I'm not sure what I'm going to do when comes time. I got to transport this little kid around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People say back, that, sure but you know, what? I don't really want to <laughs> smash my baby apart with tools. <laughs> so i don't know i i I did come from a pickup truck before i got the van and it's not as ideal as the van um for people who have trucks who have never tried a van you may say that the truck is great but the van is a whole new level guys it's incredible and if i have to go back to the pickup truck it's going to be frustrating let me just say that much
0: (laughs) you know i've heard that from enough people that i'm convinced i never ever used a van i went from like just a pickup truck and throwing tools in the, yeah. in the back. And that was a nightmare. And then when I got my first trailer, that seemed like the bee's knees. It was just unbelievable. Uh, and I've never used a van I, where I, where I like the van idea is the fact that you like, you pull up and then you leave that night with all your yeah. tools. There's no dropping a trailer or hooking up a trailer, leaving a trailer, whatever, right. That part is super convenient and just getting in and out of places. You're not worrying about backing it. You know, with my, the trailer I had, when I kind of stopped building a little bit, uh was an 8 by 16 trailer so that thing was you know by the time you put the hitch on there probably almost 20 feet long and my truck is also 20 feet long right you're you're towing around 44 feet worth of rig trying to back into these little (laughs) small streets and whatnot and drop trailers and it's a pain for sure i could see the value of a van there for sure so if i had to start all over again i don't like i've never envisioned myself as a van guy but i think I believe you when I when you say that if you did it. Yeah, you would and love you it know too. what? I it was it was
1: even Instagram and also I've been on a, a contractor site called ContractorTalk.com for years and years and years before I even started my own business and I've seen a lot of those guys transition to using vans. Um one guy in particular, uh, Spencer at Insider Carpentry, I know he's quite popular. Uh, now he focuses just on trim carpentry, but he got I actually he inspired me to get the Ford Transit because that's what he got, and I saw the way he built his shelving in there and it's just incredible it's, it's a giant trailer that you drive you know
0: you can eliminate the truck part and uh, so it's just incredible. Yep, for sure. we should have Zach Detmore on here if this is going to be the topic. He is uh, one dedicated van master, and uh, I think he actually he did actually have his his rig down at deck actual this year yeah that's where people got i think it's it more. Deck that's correct it i was no it's deck actual yeah so you could check out that guy is he's like i wish i had <laughs> half his organizational yeah. skills <laughs> yeah
1: that's incredible <laughs> that's what he's done there yeah for sure he's got an incredible setup <laughs> oh yeah, i also did you have any questions you, at Shane? All? what's your thoughts on these uh like pro programs like trex for example trex pro i know some of the other brands have programs my thoughts is it's great you get perks um I've even heard that in the States, I don't know if it's true in Canada, but uh, Trex Pro Platinum members, they even get advertising dollars. I'm not sure how it works, but there's definitely big perks to it. The only thing that I foresee being not a problem, but an issue is that if you're part of one of these programs, you're going to be more enticed to only sell for that one brand because then it elevates you higher up. Like to become a Trex Pro Platinum member, you would literally have to build only trex decks i believe so i'm
0: just wondering what your thoughts are on that so i've got two lines of thought i guess one personally what i preferred and then one i guess another line of thought as to for other people maybe um i i always enjoyed using different products i liked trying everything and obviously like i had some that i preferred working with over others but i like the ability to provide people with a lot of selection and um and using different products so i never ever really latched onto one program i didn't want to corner myself into one brand of decking. If somebody was going to do that, I think the Trex Pro program is probably, you Now I haven't sat down and done a pros and cons on all these things, but I think that's probably one of the better ones out there uh, as far as what you get back out of it. But everybody's got one now, right? So you've got your Fibron program and your Azek and your Trex and Wolf. And they've got the perks. The thing that I always struggled with was those things with those things was the paperwork. It was just adding more paperwork, which is the part of the job that no contractor wants to do. Uh, and so it was like, if you committed to it, if you wanted to sit down and enter your invoices and do all the reviews and post the pictures and stuff, you, again, it's what you get out of it, what you put into it. And I know that the Trek summit is on right now and there's a lot of guys going to it. And it seems like something that, uh, a lot of people yeah, really them, uh, enjoy Arizona. the Trek summit, but you're right. In order to get to that thing, you've got to, that's right. Yeah. In order to get to that, you've got to go exclusively Trek. Yeah. That's exactly what they want from this. Right so I and I do think it can help with leads if you become one of the top trex pros in your areas I think you probably legitimately would get leads out of that so oh boy I think it's up to the person if it's what you can get a lot out of it personally if you commit to a program and I think in your case you know if you've worked with trex already quite a bit and uh, it's probably one of the more lucrative programs so if you were going to commit to one that might be the one but it just depends on what you want to do I I just enjoyed working with too many products and I didn't want the paperwork of filling stuff out so I I tended to not latch onto them as as much as a couple of them really were trying to convince me to join their program. I felt like I was, I felt like I'd be doing my customers a disservice if I just decided to only show people one thing. And my opinion is for sure skewed now because our store carries six different lines and I'm trying to be impartial to things, but wolf is coming out with a new program this year where they're trying to remove that paperwork i think there's an app coming on your phone where you can just take pictures of your invoices that's a huge that's a great step i think they should all go that way make yeah, it easier yeah. would be my only uh yeah that's a good idea back for all yeah. these manufacturers because it's the paperwork we do the paperwork oh, wow. for our contractors here at the store which is a service that they love so that's good because like i said nobody wants to Nobody wants to uh, yeah. to do the paperwork side. So that helps them for sure. And I, like I've say, I've seen guys, I've seen guys walk away with checks. Like I know um, some guys last year did some Fibron stuff and they, you know, they did three or four decks and at the end of the year, they got back a Fibron like MasterCard for like four or $500. Okay, yeah. It was it's free, like money, free money. money and they loved it. <laughs> right. So there's definitely perks. Yeah. And as far as the co-op stuff, I do think that I, I know that Trex does it. Uh, I believe Azek might as well. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, you can get ad dollars. So it's usually co op stuff. So if you want to get like a, a wrap on your van, you could do that. It would just be, you know, kind of Trex and Aztec Dex co branded, but they would kick in cash for that for sure. So you do earn these dollars to put towards things. Everyone's a little bit different. Like I said, the okay. wolf is going to give you cash back on a debit card. Um, I think Fibron's giving cash back on a MasterCard or a Visa. Um, Trex is giving you um, money to spend on yeah. co op stuff and <laughs> fancy trips. <laughs> right. So. Somebody should do that. I should, you know, that's a good thing that I should take, tackle this winter is maybe doing like a, a review of all the pro programs. That's putting a lot on my plate right there. But I yeah. think hey, that hey, when you're not uh, very interviewing people for
1: people. your podcast, get on that. <laughs>
0: That's right. That hour we spent trying to get <laughs> Yeah, apparently hosting podcasts over right the up. internet isn't so easy <laughs> hey, as listen, it seems. <laughs> who knew, right? We're in 2018, yeah. <laughs> I thought we had this internet thing figured out. But anyways, Dustin, it's been a pleasure having you on. I really appreciate you making the time for us. Uh, we took a little bit more time oh, hey, I uh, hoped to take of your no time problem, this morning. Shane. Thanks for having me. And you know
1: what? Time. I just wrapped up my, my season. I'm going to take some time off here, wait for a uh, little baby boy to arrive. And, uh, I got some work to do around the house, so I'm just going to take
0: it easy. <laughs> That's right, man. You deserve it. Get back in there, get that house cleaned up, take care of the you family. Merry Christmas. That's awesome, man. Well, Thank you have a Merry much, Christmas. Thanks. I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, again, for the awesome. listeners, if you have anything that you want to hear on the podcast, you know how to get to us. Oh, one question I've meant to ask you, are you going to change your Instagram name? Because we've told it's Aztec under, underscore carpentry. Yeah, it likely will once I make this Dex? official. Um, you,
1: I believe you can change your name on Instagram. I know some guys have just created all new accounts, but uh,
0: I'll likely just change the name. Yeah. You can change your name. I've done it a couple of times. You can do that for sure. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, if you want to follow Dustin, and I think you should, uh, right now it's Aztec underscore carpentry. But if, you know, if somebody's listening to this three months down the road and that's not showing exactly. up, then Dex, try yeah. Aztec Dex, I would guess, right? Perfect. So if you have any uh, feedback for the show, please hit me up on Instagram on either of the accounts that I operate, either the Shane Chapman account or the Ultimate Deck Shop account, and I'll be sure to see it on both of those. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Dustin. And until next week, let's get decked.